Welcome to Blake Street Banter, where one of us knows what the word banter means. The other two are just along for the ride. Kirk, say hi. Hello. James, say hi. Hey. Hey. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> we, uh, before, let's just get down to business. If you are somewhere where you can just type in Blake ST Banter on Twitter and hit the follow button, that'd be great. If you're listening to this, make sure you hit subscribe, resubscribe, give us a quick review. And um, YouTube, if you're watching this, subscribe right down there. Just hit the subscribe button. We have a few goals that we want to try to do. So we're going to start promoting this a little bit more. Share the word. Help us out. Come on. And if you keep listening, you're going to hear uh, our conversation. James and I sat last night with John Snodgrass of John Snodgrass and the Buddies, um, Drag the River, Armchair Martian. He's been around the music business for like 30 years. He's like a huge Rockies fan. And we just talked rocks like for an hour last night. It was fun. Keep listening. Let us know what you think. Leave us a review. It would be so much fun to just sit with him in a room at a bar at a table all night and watching him do karaoke at the uh, at his wife's bar. Yeah, would love to run into him at the uh, tavern in Lodo after a game. <laughs> that would be a, a good time for sure. We're going to have to holler at him next time we're in town. So uh, we're coming in on a Thursday night, late night, no days off here. <laughs> Am I right? Um, Rockies just beat the Rangers 11 to 6. We swept them. We swept them. Yeah. So are we on a four game win streak? Four games. Monday, Let's Tuesday, go. Thursday. We talked a little bit about last night. I want to get your take on this, Kirk. Um, what do you feel about winning? Like, are you here for it? <laughs> are you in for the tank? Like, it's such a weird feeling. Our boy Scraxy is kind of mixed emotions right now, too. So it's kind of funny. What, what do you want from the Rockies this year? Uh, I'm, I always want them to win, um, especially in a system with the MLB where like draft picks aren't like sure things, you know, like you're not going to tank and get LeBron James kind of a thing. Um, so I always want them to win and I hope that we can win up, um, not lose a hundred games. That's, that's all I want. Don't your goal. Games. Uh, I think we're right on pace. We're on pace right now for 99. I think right now. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty intense. Like this is more intense than our postseason runs. Ooh. <laughs> like seriously. That's interesting. It, it it's kind of true, right? Like you're watching, you're finding ways to watch. Again, we talked a little bit about that last night. Um, but you're finding ways to watch. We're watching implosions for you. You're welcome. Kirk, uh, Kirk is uh, not wanting 100 wins. Snodgrass was hoping for 500. Yeah, and that's honestly like most of my Rockies fandom has been like that. Like I've always wanted them to win, and they're not usually good, except, you know, from like 07 on, we've been somewhat contenders. But there's so many years in there where I'm just like, just watching that them lose every night, you know, it's, but I'm still enjoying it. I just want them to win. So you're, so, I mean, there's two thoughts to that, right? Like there's your thoughts, which I think I'm leaning your way, or there's the other thought literally lose for the next two, three seasons, like the Tigers and the Pirates and go full rebuild Orioles and hope to be competitive for a five-year window after we get all these draft picks and development stuff. And so you just want to, keep putting in pieces and try to compete each year as opposed to rebuild and tank and start all over. 
Well, I'm I, like, I get rebuilds and stuff like that. Like there's obviously a time where you kind of just got to pull the cord and start fresh, but like, I'm not, I don't want there to be any sort of tanking at all. You know, like that. I just don't believe in that with baseball specifically just because right. of the draft process. Like you're not tanking for anything. Like who you get at number five could be way better than who get goes one. You know, it's, it's so much harder to tank in this sport compared to others that I just don't think that there's a time where you want to do that. Yeah, I feel you. Like going to the Brendan Rogers draft, and we've had this conversation a few times on here, but Brendan Rogers draft and went, what, Sw- Dansby Swanson, um, Bregman, and then Rogers. Rogers is finally getting full-time playing time five, six years later. Bregman's a perennial all-star, great hitter, great defensive end. And then Swanson's somewhere in the middle. And those are your first three round picks. And they all are in the majors and you get this, you get that, and you get the in-between. It's like, it's a crapshoot. And it's what does your, what does your system develop? How do they develop and do they do well with it? And you could argue the Rockies haven't quite figured that out yet. So I think I'm with you. Like, let's just keep winning stay in the middle and try to put pieces together around this. Cause I mean, this pitching staff, this freaking rotation is fantastic. And there's just so yeah, many it's just, things to it's watch just like for being a fan. Like, I don't know. I, any sport, like even the Broncos and stuff when it's like, clearly they're not going to do anything. Yeah. I would like draft getting a number one pick would be really nice, but like, I still don't want them to lose games. And yeah, you know, <laughs> unless there's like a, a Strasburg, a Harper, you know, like somebody with that kind of a name that you know is going to be there, like, which is, those are like one every 10 year type of players, you know, so. Right. Right. And the only name I keep hearing is Elijah Green, but not just because of the people I'm around. Like, so I don't know who that next guy is. Um, let's talk a little rock. Inter- I'm always curious of what people want from their, their sports team because they're always different opinions and it's, it's whatever. Um, so, Rymel Tapia, is he good? Yeah, he's, he's good. He's good. He's just streaky. And that's, that's what I've noticed because, like, I think one of our most recent podcasts, like we were talking about how he raises average from like 270 to 306 or something. And then I looked again, he was like down to like 266. And it's like, and now he's back at the 300, I think. Um, or no, 270. So it's like, he just goes in these insane spurts. And that's kind of how cargo was too. Um, just, but like, I think he's still like a very viable starter in the outfield for, I think he's, he's better than Dahl at least, you know? So he's healthy. I mean, he's, he's a 300 hitter. I think the last month or whatever, he was in a, in a rough patch. I don't think that's indicative of, of who he is. I think he is a little streaky, but I think he's more around the 300 average, but when you bring up the cargo comparison, like Tapia does not hit for power at all. At all. Right. And, and so, I mean, that's kind of the trade-off is that you're getting average for um, lack of power, I guess. Um, and so when he's not hitting for average, then he's just not a good person to have in a lineup. But 
Um, I think it was just kind of an off month. Is that what we're chalking it up to be? That's uh, just a bad month, not the norm? Yeah, I think so. Charlie, Charlie Blackman um, did an interview, and he was talking about how everybody's just kind of hitting a rough patch at the same time, which, you know, um, every team has hitters that, that get streaky and they have guys that get cold, but not everybody gets cold or hot at the same time for the most part, right? Right. Um, but Charlie was chalking it up to we were just getting cold at, at the wrong time. <laughs> and I, I mean, I don't know. I, I understand why he would say that, whether that's true or not. But that's the thing. I mean, I mean, we definitely were really cold. Fuentes wasn't hitting. Um, Fuentes wasn't yeah. hitting. Blackman Even- still really isn't hitting. Um, Dom Nunez, who has five home runs as a catcher, is hitting a, a buck 70. Yeah, he's under the Mendoza. Dude, it's, I mean, it's tough. It's tough sledding out there, but, you know, here we are. We've won four games in a row. So at home. Yeah. Correct. We're, we're a different team at home. And, but like, you even look at like CJ Crone, like a month ago, I'd be like, yeah, dude, what are we doing with this guy? And then he kind of tore it up for a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was like everybody started off really bad. Like, there wasn't really any standout players except McMahon at the beginning of the year. And then now people are starting to hit a little bit. Blackman's back in the 260s. Hit a bomb. Which is like, you know, he's been balling out. Um, so that's what that's my only hope for, you know, winning some games here and not keeping that streak of not losing 100 games, you know. Gotta- I used to feel I used to feel the way about CJ Crone that um, Aaron feels about Matt Adams. Like I, I didn't <laughs> understand. I didn't understand why this guy's on a major league team. And then next thing you know, he's top 100 fantasy player. So I don't know. It just shows you how quick things can kind of turn around and the law of averages, right? Same with same with Gomber too. Like at the beginning, we're like, well, I don't know, but like. He looks solid to me. Like, I'm actually pretty excited about him. I'm really excited about Gomber. I want to yeah. go back to Tapia real quick. You said law of averages. So I'm looking at his averages, right? I'm looking at the basic information I have. And his his batting average career is 280. He's at a 260 clip right now. Last year, he was at 321. I would say last year was his breakout year, right? 321. His OBP, somebody that you would think Tapio would need, if you're going to be valuable, you need an OBP, right? You need to get on base. Last year was a 369. He's at a 317 this year. He's average career average of 323. Are we saying is his average last year or is it this year? Because this year is his average year if you accumulate everything. And if you look at his OPS plus with all of his other years, um, in 2019 when he was playing a lot, 76 on a scale of 100. Last year was 98 and this year is 80. Um, 2017 when he played 70 games, he had an OPS of 84. So like – are we are we kind of jaded with our Tapia perspective? Like last year is what we should expect all the time, or is he playing to the law of averages right now? And I think that's that's my biggest question going forward with him. 
Well, I think if we know anything about the last year, is that we should just not freaking count it. <laughs> it didn't count. It doesn't count, right? I mean, it really doesn't. It's a, it's the COVID season, and Fuentes was our best player. And you know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we only played what 60 games. Yep, Tapia played 51 last year, but yeah, 60 games. So I mean, you know, there's. Look at that uh, Mercedes guys from um, the White Sox. Yeah. Uh, the first 20 games or whatever, he's hitting 500. I mean, yeah, he's but then his the world on fire. manager, his manager didn't stick up for him. He has been atrocious since then. Yeah, I know. And that's the thing, though. Like, a 60-game stretch compared to 162, like, right. you can kind of light it up. And that's what Fuentes did, and that's kind of what Tapia did, but – um, and then you come out in the first, you know, 30 games, Fuentes <laughs> can't hit the side of a barn, you know. He's come right. on lately, but he's not the the 330 hitter that we saw last season or in the short season. So it's just um, – I don't well, know. Tough. There's not a lot – there's not a huge sample size with Tapia. Like, he's still, like – there's just not really a whole lot to know. I mean, if you look at his stats, the only like full length season that he played was 2019, played right. 138 games and hit 275 with nine home runs, um, nine stolen bases. So, I mean, like that's kind of what you're looking at. You hope that as he matures, he can kind of bump those power numbers up a little bit. Um, but like, Getting a 270 hitter, that's it's not bad. It's not great. Like he's not really like gonna get all-star bids or anything like that, but he's solid. Yeah, well, there are things that we do know about him. And he's an average hitter. I mean, that's what he does, is he hit hits for average, can maybe steal a couple of bases here and there and play defense. And that's that's what he brings to the table, and that's it. And that's okay. I mean, that's right. uh, that's a major league player, man. And his minor league numbers, his OBP, like when I look at Tapia, like I think he's best, like the best stat that I can look at is his on-base percentage, right? Like you're looking for a leadoff that just gets on. He's not going to hit for power, like you said. It's just not his game. His, but his minor league numbers, his OBP was 367 in AAA over three seasons. And so over all of his minor league appearances of 364, his major league appearances are 323 right now. So maybe, maybe like you said, it's just the streakiness and he might figure it out. And the outlier numbers, like the stat cast numbers, the baseball savant numbers say he's above average in the big things. Like he's really good at not swinging at pitches, not striking out, but his walk rate is low and his chase rate is one of the worst in the league. So I'm wondering if the walks and the chase are going to even out, but he's still above average defensive player, which you don't really, I don't, I don't know. Not, I don't really think of Tapia as a defensive first player. But well, comparing to somebody like Charlie Blackman in the outfield, it's, it's night right. That's the thing. Like, we're comparing him to other Rockies, and I guess that's probably why. But he's, so, a, he's, a, he's solid in left field because, like, especially in Coors, where that giant left field is, you know? Yeah. You want somebody there with some range, and that's what he's got. I don't know, like, I don't know. I haven't looked into like his actual defensive war and stuff like that, but 
Uh, I know he makes a lot of bonehead mistakes, so I'm not going to put him in a class of like, oh, he's a good defensive player, but yeah. he's serviceable. Right. And like he only has, like to your point earlier, he only has two full seasons, like in all under his belt. Like he's roughly played equivalent to two full seasons at this point. So, I mean, he's, you could say he's still young in his major league career. And like look at McMahon and – you know, some of these other players that like, took a little while to figure it out. I just, for me personally, I just need to be sold a little bit more on Tapia. But then again, it is, it's just this time. Like he's struggled for his last 55 at bats. And so maybe I'm a little jaded right now. Yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. Like if you, if you go through like his actual game logs, it's just like one hit there, 0 for 4, for 4. And then there's just like 4 for 4 three for four, like in a row, you know, it's just like, he just turns it up certain series and it kind of keeps his numbers afloat. And then he's just kind of like, meh. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what happened. Like I'm looking at his numbers on MLB.com. I think last, like you said, we talked about it. 316 on May 18th. That was his batting average. May 27th, 264. But like he's dropping 50 points in three weeks literally almost hitless in that time and then the last two days he has six six hits and 10 plate appearances so streaky just streaky streaky without power <laughs> yep but he has fantastic hair and he's definitely a fan favorite i love what he brings to the like entertainment value yeah he's he's like he's just good he's i feel like he's kind of one of those gel guys yeah so. He's here to for a good time. He's definitely the most meme-worthy Rocky. I saw a picture of his face photoshopped on a tilapia. <laughs> I saw that too. <laughs> James, that's a fish. What? <laughs> a tilapia is a fish. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> what are you doing? You watching the Nuggets? How are we looking? Uh, nuggets are up 110, 108, five minutes left. The Nuggets are up? Yes. Whoa, cool. Keep us posted. I will. Goodbye. <laughs> Giannis and Daza, are we buying into this man? He's finally getting some more playing time. Like, we didn't see him for like two weeks, it felt like. You're uh, talking about a guy that hits for average. Dude, Daza just keeps keeps raking, raking, raking. All raking. average, all average. We buying it? Um, you know, I mean, I wasn't really that high on him like before, but like with what he's doing, and he he plays pretty solid center field too. So it's yeah, it's great defensively. Yeah, so it's like, is this the answer in center? Dude, he's a grinder, bro. Like, again, he's not a guy. He's just like Tapia. He does not hit for power, um, but he does all of the the little things correctly, and he hits for average. And, you know, next year, is he going to hit 320 or 315 or whatever? Probably not. But, I mean, he's hitting that now, so he's earning his, his spot. So, at this point, like, you roll with him in the outfield for sure. Right. Yeah, would you, you rather? Gotta, would you, you gotta stick with him? Do you, would you rather see Daza or Hampton in center? 
Well, with with the roster we have right now, I want right Daza now. and I want Daza and center. And well, I don't I don't really know what they're doing with Rodgers. You know, like are they? Is he going to play short? Is he going to play second? But I think it's Hampson Rodgers swapping at second short, and then you put McMahon over at third. Right. Yeah. That's kind of what I think it feels we're just, like. I think we're just biding time until we actually make some trade moves here coming up soon because we all we all know that's coming down the pike so you know there's no point beating around the bush there but they're trying to figure out who's going to play short and second and all that stuff once we move some pieces right so right i think hampson's going to move to the infield and then daza if he keeps hitting the way that he is he's he's going to stick in center probably yeah i mean that's the way it should be i think hampson might be the odd man out but, I mean, B-Rod's not hitting very well right now either. Dude, Hampson over Hampson over the last two or three weeks has been atrocious. Atrocious. And I say that as a Hampson guy. Like, I love Hampson. I love what he brings to the table. But he's hitting, like, 100 over the last three weeks. It's not good. Yeah, I, I love Hampson. But he is – he's just that versatile Swiss knife off the bench, you know, like – he can play anywhere in the infield or middle infield and the outfield. Like he's, he's a perfect bench guy. Um, I don't know if he's really like MLB starter type caliber, but it really just depends on how Rogers develops. Yeah. And hopefully he develops. I'm, I'm worried. He, he had a nice double today. I missed it, but he's just Brendan Rogers is just grounding everything out. And he's like, I looked up his stats in 35 plate appearances. He's gone to two strikes in 23 of those at bats. And, and those at bats, he's hitting like 100 on those. And so like, I just think it's, but his patience is really good. So you want him to be patient, but then if you're going to go to two strikes, you've got to be able to execute and do you at those times. And he's had some bad luck and whatnot, but it just—he's just missing something right now. Like he's had good looks, good swings, and everything, but he's just not connecting right now. And it, as a B Rod stand, it hurts. It hurts to watch. Yeah, Rogers is just frustrating because it's just we don't have enough to make an opinion on. You know, like you can't yeah. judge him by the way he's played this year because, like, he's coming off of an injury, still getting his feet wet at this level. You know, it's just like that's the thing is like we should know by now, but we we really are at the same spot we were two years ago. Yep, and it's just not getting more clear as we go on. I think definitely by the end of this year, like we're gonna know one way or the other if he's going to be a solution or he's going to be a problem. Right. And right now, right now it's tr- trending in the wrong direction, but we have the whole year to hopefully get that rectified, but you know, um, <laughs> baptism by fire. So by the end of the year, we're going to know one way or the other. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I even, I think you got to give him another year after this before you really know, because like, I mean, it's like McMahon, if you would have faced, your opinion off McMahon two years ago, 
same plate appearances, you'd probably be like, okay, I mean, yeah, he's he's decent. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Perfect point. Have you guys done your all-star game voting yet? Speaking of all-star, Ryan McMahon all-star? Yeah, I voted all Rockies all the time. What a, what a nerd. Nerd. So what do you got to do, man? We got to get Dom Nunez in there, bro. Dom Nunez? You mean Dong Nunez? Dong. Let's just say Dong. We need a we need a gong that we can hit every time he dongs. <laughs> which hasn't been very often lately, so. Yeah, he has five, which is five more than what we had last year. So. Good point. Hold <laughs> <told> him tonight. <laughs> and so let's finish points. this. What? So many good points. Oh, we're like a we're like a pencil sharpener. Um, what's the score of the Nuggets game? It is 119 to 112. Nuggies? Nuggies. Oh, I just saw your chat. And when I was uh, started watching, they were down by seven in the third quarter. So it's been a positive swing, my friend. Not saying you're good luck, but not saying you're bad luck. Austin Gomber, is he your favorite pitcher to watch right now? Because he is low-key mine. He has surpassed uh gray for me i love watching gomber pitch i like him because he's tall and lanky he is i think like his his stuff's pretty filthy you know especially that curveball curveball is so much fun man it's fun to watch him pitch and he's doing really well i mean even today in in coors you know shut him down i mean it's the rangers but still it's uh Maybe, I mean, it's kind of weird to think about because you look at, like, the Ubaldo trade and stuff. We got, like, Pomeranz and stuff like that. And then Tulo, we got Hoffman and stuff like that. Um, but Gomber has been better than all of them. So maybe right. that Nolan trade isn't as bad as we think. I mean, we still gave him $50 million, but. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're talking about the just dark, straight dark across elephant. players. Fine, but. Well, I'm just talking, yeah, I'm just talking what we actually got to show. Talent-wise, right. Yeah, like, I'm I'm very impressed with him. Even though, like, we were worried. I remember having this conversation. We were worried about his fly ball percentage, like he's a fly ball pitcher. And his fly ball percentage rate is a 30% right now, which usually doesn't play in Coors, but he's able to minimize that and – it's just that curveball. I don't know. I, I, just I, I got like, I don't know. I have respect for him too. Cause like he got traded for Nolan Arenado, you know, and then you're going to come in here and people probably aren't really going to like you that much, you know, and you just come out and perform. And that's what he's done. So like props to him. There's just like, that's not an easy position to get put in, especially coming to Coors Field. So yeah, it tells you a lot about his mental toughness. Like, dude has it in the brain game. Like, he knows what he needs to do and how to execute it and block out all the noise. There's no way he heard nice things when he came here or read nice things. Like, there's no way. Yeah. 
But now, now, like looking back, you know, like in all the trades we've made, he's like one of the only few players that have actually came here and done something positive besides like Herman and then obviously like cargo and stuff with that, the holiday trade, but that's yeah. 10 years ago. So. Yeah, he's on top of all of it. And the, the cool thing about the Nolan trade is that there's still like three or four more prospects involved with it that could come out and make a, make some noise. Is it getting, is it worth $50 million? I don't know, but I, I get excited every fifth day for a Gomber start. I wanted to have a cooler nickname. Maybe we should work on that. I was thinking Pac-Man because he's gobbling up little, but what, what I is, think it's a stretch. What's his nickname now? I have no idea. Let me go into baseball reference real quick. I'd say like Gombi, like Big, big Gumby. Gumby, Gombi. You remember Blanky. Gobstoppers? You remember Gobstoppers? Yep. Gomstoppers. The Gomstoppers? Yeah. Ooh. Let me get the graphic department on that. <laughs> we'll see where Mike is, how busy he is. And he better be done editing that interview from last night. I'm down with the Gom Stoppers. Can that be the fan club? Gom Stopper fan club? Especially, like, you know, if he starts being that kind of, like, like losing streak stopper, you know, you always want those guys in the rotation that it doesn't matter how we're playing. He just comes in and gets a W. Yeah. Let's, let's go with it. Did we just come, did we just become best friends? Did we just come up with a great idea? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gom stoppers. All right. I, uh, yeah, I'll talk to the graphic department tomorrow. See what we come up with. You guys got anything else for the cause? Yeah. Aaron Gordon just hit the dagger. The dag. What's that mean? Uh, the Nuggets are moving on, my friend. So it's over? It's about to be. Let's go. Avalanche are moving on. The Nuggets are moving on. Great oh. time to be a Denver sports fan. Broncos, right? Broncos should be halfway decent this year. Yeah, especially when they land uh, Aaron Rodgers here in about two weeks or three weeks. Well, if not. Right, right Aaron? Teddy B can take us to the promised land. I, I can tell you that much. Well, we don't hey. need him to when we got Rogers coming in town. <laughs> As a Packers fan, if he's going anywhere, I am completely okay with it going to the Broncos because there's absolutely no way that man's playing in green again. Nah, he's done. He's dug in. He's done. He's out. So get some trade pieces, not draft picks because they don't know how to use those either. As they draft, whatever. Nope, another piece. <laughs> Yeah, that was the whole cause of the, the problem. There's so many connections between Rockies front office and Green Bay Packers front office. It's ridiculous. So many connections. I, I, I low-key think Jeff Reitich is the mastermind up in Green Bay right now, doing one last hurrah for Denver the best that he can to save his face. Hey, be careful, man. They all went to Harvard. <laughs> they played catcher. Forgot about that. Enjoy the interview with John Snodgrass. It's it's a fun one. It's a good it's time. It's a ride. That's it's for a sure. ride. I hope you're buckled in for it. Love that man. Just the positivity, the energy that he brings. And again, I want to sit down with him one time, have a drink. It'd be cool. Um, again, subscribe. Follow us on Twitter. Find us at BlakeStreetBanter.com. 
James has been working on some highlight videos on the YouTube. Go check those bad boys out. Uh, lots of just fun things for the fans going on right now. Be friends with us, please. Please. Thank you. Let's go. Let's go. Go Rocks! Woo! Uh, we're three guys are missing the third guy he had to work tonight out in california um oh yeah what's his name what's he doing in california what's his deal kirk kirk um he's a animal control officer loves his puppies and all the animal stuff he's in in san bernardino okay yeah santa barbara santa barbara two much more beautiful yeah two very different places it didn't feel right coming out no, it's wrong. okay. <laughs> have you heard my song? Have you been to S Bar? I have not ever been to S Bar. Holy shit! Holy I shit! Because have... Dude Man is gonna love it. Like, you send him the song. <laughs> if, if he if he doesn't know it, I mean, he should know it. It's uh, yeah. I wrote it on I wrote it on the Mad Caddies tour bus, and like, uh, you know, those guys they're good friends of mine, and I'm actually I, I'll I'm playing with those guys next month or September, but uh. I met one of the dudes in the band that I'd never met. And he goes, uh, so what do you do? And I go, this is what I do. And, and I, I looked down and I saw uh, Chuck and I, I picked up a guitar like from an Elvis movie. And I wrote, have you been to S-Bar? I've been there too. I've been to the Cajun kitchen. And when I said that, then my friend Keith goes, Dude, there's like four. Turns out there's more Cajun kitchen. Anyways, that's, that's, that's yeah. Just tell him, tell him Cajun kitchen. Tell him fucking yeah. Anyways, all right. Are we rolling? Is, is this how we're starting the show? Yeah, let's go. Let's jump into it. I appreciate all this, man. Um, like we're, we're low key, so let's roll with it. Um, three, two. You guys one. need a song too? Okay. Yeah. Three, two, uh, we can definitely. Roll. I have some things. Yeah. Welcome to Blake's Your Banter, where one of us knows what the word banter means. The other two are just along for the ride. Kirk, say hi. Nope. James, say hi. <laughs> hey. <laughs> John, welcome to the banter. Thanks for coming. Yeah. <laughs> we are here with John Snodgrass, um, musician, well-known Rockies fan. Um, and he's just here to talk rocks and talk music with us. So, again, yeah. appreciate you being here. Um, yeah. So right now you have the game on in the background. You know, we're tied one and one, right? Yes, we will update. We are live. We are live to game two of the Rockies game series uh, against the Rangers, and we'll keep you updated as we go. Yeah, one one. Joshua was snuck in there. Joshua was snuck is, in there. Rymac is um, up to hit bat right now. Cool. So All right. I like, yeah. Mac, We always called him Lil DJ. Whenever like. Because we started watching, and I'm just going to go ahead, like, because I figured you'd probably ask, like, how long I've liked the Rockies and stuff. And I kind of slowly paid attention to him in 2016, because that's when my son was a little. And I came from Missouri, and I was a Kansas City Royals fan, and I was an American League guy. And I just travel all the time. I'm just too busy to really watch baseball. But once that happened, it was actually whenever Bud Black came, and in 2017, I was in it, like, every watching 162 games sometimes 163 you know like checking them all out if they weren't you know not blacked out but uh uh you know i mean not blacked out but sometimes when you watch every game you're like why is it not on today you know right. when that happens you're like what the fuck 
Why right? is you tennis 162 on? Games. <laughs> Why is this on? <laughs> and it's always the most obscure sports ever. It's like FS1 racing or the the minor league tennis match. Ryan McMahon up. hits a sacrifice fly in the bottom of the fifth. Against Jordan Lyles, who used to be a Rocky, right? And Tapia scores, yeah. I got my, uh, I forgot I have my notifications on, so I see him every time. You are like 10 seconds ahead of my feed, so this will be fun. Oh, this will be fun. Ryan <laughs> <laughs> McMahon, all-star, let's go. My, so, like, my wife talks about how, like, I, uh, yeah, so this season I'm actually, I am pretty fun because it's like, what the fuck, right, you know, um, but my, my brain is obviously works better and I feel better when we're winning, but um, yeah, I get kind of cranky. It changes my mood. Does it change your mood? <laughs> yeah, it does. That's unfortunate because I know uh, it, it shouldn't be that way. Right. You just should be like, nah, I don't care. But uh, yeah, <laughs> see, see, that's, that's why my new, like, I'm not delusional, but that's why my new, my new hope is like, I don't believe I'm like stay there, but I just want to make a run and just touch 500. Just get up there, you know, because <laughs> that's what I've always thought. You know, I mean, just if we can touch 500, fuck yeah. And like, let's get this all figured out. Uh, I listened to another guy's interview yesterday and he was, it was pretty interesting just saying that we just need to just tank and just fucking start over. And, and, and I get that, uh, but I just want to touch 500. I, I'm a glass half full kind of guy, and we gotta we gotta spill over the half just just once, just once, yeah, and, just one day. Woo! And, and I think that's uh, what all Rockies fans are kind of debating, right? Like the 500 or full tank. What are we doing? Because I mean, we saw it last year. Like for me, it was super frustrating in 2020 when we were decent, 11 and three, started off great, decent at the trade deadline. We pick up Michael Givens and Pilar but those weren't needle movers, but that was an opportunity for us to actually move some needles and do some things. And sure. we did absolutely nothing. I sure. gone the next off season. And so now this year we all know like what it's supposed to be, but nobody in the front office is saying it. And that's very frustrating. Nobody is just saying flat out, let's tank. And so like, there's this hope here, right? Crone and story and McMahon, we all figured out our starting rotations. Great. And we hit 500, we get to 500. We do, good things and then what like what happens if we do 500 do we go through this again and again and again or do we tank do we fully tank and just like hope for tanks and losses and start all over that's the battle i i go through every single night well the, I understand. Bad, the bad thing for me is that tanking isn't like um when you talk oh. about nba teams tanking right they tank for a right. season they get a lottery pick, and then next things, you know, they change the next season. MLB, you tank like you tank for consecutive seasons and shave your payroll, and it's like it's like a five year deal. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. That always seemed that always seemed like it was a five year situation. Um, mm. Whatever, I'm going to stick with them. I have to. I can't. I can't not. I can't give up. You know, I just I'm not I'm not really wired that way. And there's nothing wrong with people giving up, but you know, I'm brand new, you know, 2016. I mean, I was just at the end, but 2017 and 18, I didn't realize, but they were kicking ass. And uh, a lot of people said to me, like, of course you like them now. I'm like, hey, I'm not a Johnny come lately. I'm a, my son 
showed interest in baseball and I didn't want them to show interest in football. Right. So right. I'm like, let's go. I'm a Rockies guy. Now I got the hat, you know, I, I, I like my, I like my 25 silver anniversary hat. Oh, this is, this is my thing. And, uh, uh, yeah, but then, yeah, turns out we have a lot of bad years, a bad, we have more bad years. So yeah, I'm going to be a real fan. I ain't leaving. I ain't going nowhere. Oh, well, I mean, uh, well, I think it's headed in the right direction. Um, the general yes. manager changing yeah. uh, was, was a big step in the right direction. Um, obviously, we're going to probably need to get rid of some of the some of the stars that we've come to to love and know. Uh, that's going to be painful, but uh, I think it'll be necessary as long as we we get the right pieces and and things in play, right? Yeah, it always happens, and I know. I mean, I'm, it's unfortunate, but I'm. I'm I'm slowly understanding it now because it just you know I'm, like I said I was new, but yeah that pitching thing and the Coors hangover deal I get it I you know I I I really get it this year holy shit right it's, I mean it's very apparent right yeah but but that the the bullpen situation I don't ever like to I don't ever like to talk poorly about anybody but woo it's we're always missing a piece aren't we. You know, yeah. like it's always yeah. it's always something. And, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I had a baseball idea that I don't want to think poorly about anyone. But I I thought that uh, Jake McKee, Mike John, Brian Shaw uh, and then Kansas City. Uh, what's his name? Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, Wade Davis. Yeah. I was, I was like, there has to, cause everyone loves a good baseball movie. And if it has to be, if it needed to be like a C type movie, you know, like a shitty science fiction movie, it should be like a hunger games, shitty hunger games. And uh, the folks that are the bullpen are literally like digging underneath Coors field and like trying to dig to the, to the city that is underneath uh, the, the airport. <laughs> Right. And, and they're doing this selfless, like selfless act. Right. And right. then they come up and they're like, no shit, I can't pitch. I don't, you don't realize I'm getting whipped by a lizard, you know, like down there. <laughs> right. That was my idea, you know, that it's, but why they were all equally so terrible. Chris Russell wasn't great. Whatever. I, I feel bad. I shouldn't be, uh, I'm not, I'm not your sports fan that likes to talk shit about people. I like to hope right. that people get can can come around. Um, but once all those guys split, and the first time I saw Michael Gibbons pitch, I was like, "All right, here we go." And I'm like, "No, no, this isn't perfect either. This is <laughs> right." <laughs> but last night, how great was that? I thought everyone pitched very well last night. You know, I was that's what it was great. We were on in bullpen implosion watch. <laughs> Shoot, yeah, we got to watch territory. I fell asleep before at the end. I couldn't make it to the tenth. Oh, uh, but it was great. Yeah, what I saw it was it felt good. Like Bard looked like twenty twenty Bard, like absolutely. Up the knife and yeah, it was great. Like there's Tyler then, Tyler Kinley. I mean, I hate to say it. I mean, you know, but when I see him come, game's nervous. over. Yeah, no, I don't get nervous. I just know it's over. And, you know, <laughs> and, uh, but that did not happen. And every time, every one of those gentlemen came to the mound, they, they pitched, it was, it was amazing. 
It was great. Yeah. I was so stoked. That was real baseball. And I'm super excited. And I'm the guy that we'll lose 20 games in a row, but we win two or one. And I'm like, here we go. <laughs> I, get, I get super excited. Especially so I when think they play we're good win. baseball during those games. Like, that's the best part. Like, you guys can't play good baseball. Now just do it consistently. Yeah, and I hate it. I hate it whenever I read things and people talk about it, that we have this shitty team, and we do not. No one gets in the major leagues if they're shitty. I mean, there's just – there, and a lot of those earlier games this year when they were losing, I mean, there were some heartbreakers, and there were some close stuff. And I'm like, they're, they're playing scrappy. And I thought that they were fun. They were fun games, you know, and I was enjoying it. And I didn't, there was so much turmoil. Like that's the other thing about the hunger games, baseball. That's good. There's going to be three books to that. I mean, the whole Breidich leaving thing. I mean, this, this whole, we don't need to get into the Nolan thing, but Holy moly. I mean, what the fuck happened? We don't need to know. It's none of our business, but like, but clearly I mean, maybe someone knows, and I and I don't know, and it's fine because I don't need to know it. But so, somebody bums somebody out big time, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's that's just not cool. It's a very short life. Just be nice, right? <laughs> so there, there's someone's ego is in there, and uh, you know, maybe it's two egos. Who knows? Yeah, but, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of egos all the way around. Um, yeah. Going back to the, the the bullpen conversation, like I don't think it's you know, necessarily talking trash about our bullpen, but I mean, bullpens all across major leagues have been pretty bad this year. Really bad. Colorado, um, of course, is, you know, you deal with the mile high situation, but bullpens in general have been pretty bad. That's just all around the league. And it's been interesting to watch all of those situations. I mean, closers have been changing weekly from like really good teams. So it's just been weird watching that. Our pitching staff's been great. I think the thing that I struggle with is the fact that we don't – A, we can't win road games, and B, um, we, we just don't score very many runs as, as you're used to as a Rockies fan. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Piece. Yeah. That was the other thing. Yeah, like – and uh, I think it was – oh, yeah, it was – I think it was Drew and Patrick. I was listening to their podcast uh, and they were talking about, yeah, like Charlie bringing the pitching machine. Someone just trying to figure out this road yeah. situation, like, and like kind of a great idea of him, like even on, you know, past his career, like helping shepherd every, everyone and like, you know, teach teach people how to do this because mm-hmm. that's what needs that's what needs to happen right i mean right because so i play music right and uh i know like i'm used to going i mean i fly from here to san diego and i play and it is different but i mean it doesn't affect me but people in my band or going the other direction or people coming up here like they can't really breathe they get they get tired on stage they can't sing sometimes so yeah, it's it's definitely a thing. Mm-hmm. Someone's got to fucking figure it out, right? That's, that's or, the frustrating part. Or unfortunately, I mean, maybe we don't get to have a baseball team. I don't want that to happen, but like, I, I want someone to figure it out. Yeah. You know? It, it just, but everything doesn't seem like it's being figured out, right? Like the analytics department, and I'm, I know you're aware of that. Everybody that would listen to this is like the laundry guys. Data, yeah, the laundry guys, the laundry yeah. crew. 
Yeah. Like we're cutting those guys and make them doing something else to not figure out the Coors effect. Like what are we doing then as a franchise? Like we've been around for roughly 27, 28 years. Like, and here we are still in the same conversation about it. And like, you would think with all the data, with all the science, like something would be figured out. And someone needs to figure that out. Like they, they've tried some things, but yeah. And in the same way that we all know, I mean, not to like change subjects or, or do the good. thing I do where I get weird and I compare things that are strange, but um, <laughs> like, I know I can't change uh, just the waste that's in our world. You know, like uh, I try to never get um, single use plastic. You know what I mean? And I right. say this, so, so I'm saying this on your guys' platform because it's just, it's just one of those obvious things that people need to think about. Like, if I ever get one of those, like if I go to Starbucks, I'm holding that cup at least two times. <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping it all week yeah. if I can. You know, like I'll, keep it, I'll keep it for a month. You know, it's like that movie, The Gods Must Be Crazy. And they, and they threw the Coke bottle out the, out the window at the plane, right? And, the, right? and the indigenous tribe catches it and they're like, you know, rolling out flour with it. And you know, like they're using it as like a tool. Um, what I'm saying is that there's this obvious stuff that everyone knows and I don't know, I, I can't Sorry. figure out the Coors Effect thing, but I mean, I'm bringing up the thing about rock and rollers, you know, having a problem and drink fucking a lot of water. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's one of the things uh, and get a good night's sleep. Um, I don't know. I'll try to keep throwing out things I've learned from, yeah. from my, from my line of work. I, I know the, I know that ooh, Brock Holt doubles in the top of the six. That two runners score. Rangers take a three to lose. Three to two. But you should have seen the relay from Blackman to McMahon. McMahon had a freaking cannon to third base and got oh, cool. the guy, got holed out by like 10 feet. That's what I was. Oh, yeah. There. So back to little DJ. Little D, like we call <laughs> yeah. him little DJ because we We're didn't right know. Back. We didn't know all the players and stuff. And like when he had first had like showed up, like when you DJ, but, you know, Ryan, uh, what hit dj they hit from the other side but he always just looked like little dj and like this little dj and uh i don't know that's it i like they, ryan we've always liked ryan. similar mannerisms too right they got little kind of little pointy faces <laughs> it's, it's, a cute, it's a cute pointy face no i'm just Say, you know, well, there's a pretty good chance, pretty good chance that uh, Ryan McMahon's going to be our only all star this game, so for this season. So it's weird. Is it going to be second or third base? Yeah. What do you think? Is it, when you think of Ryan Mack, do you think second baseman or third baseman? I, I think second baseman because that's where I first ever saw him play. Yeah. yeah but but he's good at all the spots. I mean, that was fantastic. He's great. And he seems like a good dude. I like him. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, like, so when we were talking about, you know, a lot of our all-star guys, like our guys, you know, our favorite players, I mean, leaving, I mean, that's just a thing that happens um, all the time. Like I remember when I was a kid, little kid and my first favorite baseball player was Daryl Porter because he had glasses and when you're a guy with glasses, I'm looking at you with your goggles right now, thinking you probably know what I'm saying here. Like, used to be, I mean, we were just nerds, right? And, like, we had Green Lantern and Daryl Porter, you know? <laughs> like, to have, like, cool. But he went from the Royals to the to the Cardinals. And um, anyway, so I, I know about the heartbreak of, like, people leaving 
Um, and also when Nolan went to the Cardinals, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me because that's yeah. just the Cardinals. They, they're bullshit. Anyways, but they're not People bullshit. They're, they're, they're a fine team, but like, I'm a Royals man. And I know it's a different league, but I'm just, there's a thing there. Trust there's me. There's a thing. Um, yeah. And uh, anyhow, but my first heartbreak with this team was when, was when Parra was gone because Parra was my favorite. He's like, bro. you need that guy. That's the guy. That's the life. That's the, that's the buddy, you know, mm -hmm. it, like, and I felt like Rockies didn't have a fun guy. Like when he was gone, I don't know. Didn't seem as fun. I was having fun, but something. Yeah. He I don't brought know. something to the clubhouse. Yeah. Yeah. There could be an argument when he left is when Nolan was starting to have a little bit more disgruntled with the front office and I don't know, maybe something. Yeah, you need that guy. See, that's another thing I know. Like there's certain dudes like in someone's rock and roll band, right? And if someone needs to leave the band for whatever reason, you know, sometimes they have a baby or just don't want to rock anymore. Or sometimes there's a negative falling out. But yeah, there can be a guy that isn't necessarily like, the lead singer or someone that you're like the most focused on guy, but the guy that is really the heart of a band, I've seen it happen a lot. And like mm -hmm. they're not as good anymore. You know, yeah. you got to have that positive, that positive dude. And the ego thing. Yeah. Can't have ego. You have to have enough to do what you need to do. But like, uh -uh. like if, if everyone builds everybody up, Demarcus Evans relieves Jordan Lyles. Yep, he's got a two out. he's got a two two five era okay <laughs> anyways um but point has got a single he's on first he's what knocked out lyles isn't it great that he's getting hits now see so he's just kind of calmed down it's right weird man it's weird like you don't think i don't know i don't know if i think you're just speaking for me i don't know if james agrees or not but just like when i think of joshua fuentes i just don't think ball player like he's been good like he's been what we're 180 games, 100 games into his career as a Rocky, and he's like around the 300 mark. His he's got an OBP of around 700, 750. Like he's he's doing well, and his defense is like outstanding. But every time I look at him, I just I don't see a ball player, and I have no idea why. And it actually, it kind of frustrates me. Like, well, it's tough because you have to. Belong. You have to think about the person he replaced, and nothing was more Maybe apparent than <laughs> yeah, nothing was more apparent than when they actually played in St. Louis, and um, oh. it was it was probably like two innings apart, and Fuentes hit a, a solid line drive down the third base line, and and Nolan made a great play and threw him out, and then the very next inning, Nolan hit a line drive down third base, and Fuentes couldn't handle it, and it was just yeah. like it was a very weird like parallel situation where it was like um yeah you're a good ball player but you're not that good and <laughs> and Nolan kind of like without saying it kind of let him know that if that's a, a good explanation then yeah family stuff yeah I yeah, mean right? it was just tough to watch we've heard the stories of, we've heard the stories about their wiffle yeah. ball games yeah yeah right? <laughs> all that and their buds you know I mean yeah, obviously. Um, damn, I don't know. Heroes. I kind of, I kind of, I don't probably need to know too much about some of these people. 
right? <laughs> I mean, I, I like to be honest with you, like my favorite, like I love you guys, you know, you guys are joking about how like no one watches us, but no, I like I like talking to broadcaster type people, you know, like those yeah. are my favorites, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, uh I I'm not a I was okay at sports. I wasn't a great baseball player. Um, but uh, I don't really like competitive things. Like I love baseball, but I, I've always said what everyone has said. And that's even in Ken Burns baseball, you know, like the whole thing about if you can hit the ball three times, you got a 10, you know. Right. Your success. And, yeah. And, and a 500 team, but like a six, I, that's an F. <laughs> In, right. in, in school right yep. i think it's it's so hard it's, to a, it's, a, it's a super humbling game i yep. think you know and it's about all of the people and making all the boats rise up and i love I, it you know i, I coach uh, middle school baseball and cool. we were having that conversation about how baseball is going to test your limits because like as soon as one kid made an error he was down and out he got mad and throwing his glove everywhere as soon as they strike out all over the place it's like Baseball yeah. isn't kind. You got to figure out your emotions and like put it in the background and do you and understand like you will make mistakes, but it's what's what you do after those mistakes that's going to make you great. And right. right now, the way you're reacting ain't it. Like you got to figure yeah. it out. Deep breath, right. figure it out. And and it yeah. takes so long for some players to like get there. I think Rymac was struggling so hard, so much these last two, three seasons. Cause I think I want to say that was part of it. Like all this pressure on the next guy up. I have to do this thing. I'm seeing it a little bit with B-Rod. I would say B-Rod's there too. And it's just like this mental game and the stress that you have to get through from high school to college to the minors. And then you finally get to the majors and what are you going to do with that opportunity and all that pressure mounts and then you've got to do something with it. Yeah. But then also the other thing is, uh, and I'll compare it to, uh, because you did want to talk about rock and roll too. I'll, I'll compare it also to uh, my friend who I'm fortunate to, to play music with or, or, well, sometimes, but that I know. And uh, like his name, Bill Stevenson, you know, and he's in the Descendants and he was in Black Flag. And he was in Black Flag when he was 18. And he started playing punk music when he was in 1977, like when that shit started in California, mm-hmm. in Hermosa Beach. And he made a comment to me once. He's just like, uh, I think we saw it was maybe like Britney Spears or someone, you know, was having a freak out and there's like a big, you know, or one of those really big stars. And he's just like, yeah, it's just hard to be that famous at that age. I mean, think about, yeah. I mean, you're on fucking TV all the time. There's as much as 50,000 people coming to see you play. I mean, holy moly, right? I mean, yeah man that's where yeah you got to get kind of billy zen right yeah right just and like it, that takes its own training to get to like you have to be mentally tough you have to have a great support system and you can you see players like get out because they can't get to it i mean daniel bard he had his own issues with all that and he finally figured it out what five six seven years later and now he's what did he what did he say about that I'll be honest. I don't. I don't read. I don't get to read a lot of things because um, I need to finally get bifocals. <laughs> and it's fucking hard to read, man. 
Like, so if I can't listen to it, I mean, like I read some stuff, you know, but like, I really need to want to read that, you know, like, <laughs> I read devil in the white city and, 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 and my eyes almost fell out of my head. Have you ever read that book? You should read it. That's a side, side note book, but it's great. It's by Eric Larson, devil in the white city. Yeah. It's awesome. Super good. Right, we'll talk to the Snodgrass book club here after this too. Oh, the book club. Okay. Sure. <laughs> right. No, That's, he's just, uh, yeah. But, Back to Bart, his story, like it just in Boston, it just the mental game, like just wore him out and ran him out of the game. And he had to go take some moments for himself, be with his family, kind of ease his way back into baseball. And then he was doing player development down with the D-backs and decided like, all right, let's give this another shot. And he tried out and the Rockies signed him and 2020 happened. Right. He was just pitching. He was just helping the helping the lads, and then they're like, and they're like, "Come on, coach, you can still do it." Right. What's that movie? That, there's another movie. Dennis, there. Dennis, Dennis Quaid, Quaid movie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I um, love stuff. That's the best. Yeah. That movie's awesome. I that that one's underrated. A lot of people forget about that one. I like all baseball movies. Baseball movies are great. Top, Have you ever seen? Movie. Did you ever see? Uh, my top, um, I can't say, but I'll tell you, or I will, but I want to remember what I'm saying here. It's, uh, ah, what's his name? Um, I think it was on ESPN and it was going in tan. Oh, which is a great side note to the Eric Larson book. I just told you about it's going in tandem with, with the Jack, the Ripper, or not Jack, the Ripper, but there was a, uh, fuck, it's called summer fucking blood. It's got John Turturro in it. And it was uh, it was a Yankees postseason situation, and there's like, and there's a blackout in New York City. It's like late seventies, and there's so murders. Natural. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, oh it's natural. so good. No, it's not the natural. It's not the natural. Who's the one that? <laughs> well, then the natural hit a. Ramel Tapia doubles in the bottom of the six. Two runners score. scored two runs. Yeah, four to three. Was- that's a much darker topic than the natural, my friend. <laughs> the natural. <laughs> but but that's what the Eric Larson book, though. It's it's another story that runs tandem, and they and they are uh they're trying to do the world's fair, right? When it went to Chicago in the 20s or whenever that was, and uh and they're literally like like New York is bidding for it, St. Louis is bidding for it. There's a whole baseball thing in there too and it's just about the corruption and just people trying to you know get this happening meanwhile there's a fucking murderer <laughs> another jack rip you know and they come yeah, together right. but but it's like a historical i mean it's it's a truth it's a real history you know and uh anyways whatever sorry i'm going off track no you're good we'll get mike on it we'll uh the intern to figure that out speaking of uh-huh. going off going off track you guys should talk to um, Benny Horowitz. Uh, he has a podcast called Going Off Track. He's the drummer for the Gaslight Anthem. And he is, a, he is a huge New York Yankees fan, but he is also just a baseball fan. And he does a baseball podcast too. And he's a, if you would like me to, I will introduce you to him because it would be a, it'd be a nice talk, you know. And, uh, that would be he'll fantastic. Get, he'll give I you a good a bump. He'll give you the Gaslight. Horowitz bump. I have a few uh, Gaslight albums right down here. Oh, cool. I think it's like one of my first finals I bought was a Gaslight one. Oh, cool. That'd be yeah. sweet. Yeah, they're a great band. 
yeah, yeah. they're great men. That'd be cool. I'm trying to think uh, if if you want, I mean, I'll introduce you to anyone that I know that's baseball, baseball people. Yeah. That, we won't say no to that. That'd be sweet. Easy. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. If you if you could summarize the Rockies 2021 season up to this point with your music, what song would you use for that? Because your music it's fun, it's positive, it's light, it's it's rocky, it's punky, it's I dig the the new stuff. I like the album taste. I mean, oh, thanks. It's been on re, it's been on repeat. Renaissance cool. band. It's a good one. It's a, you like that? It's a that, fun, fun opening that, song. I dig it. That well, yeah, that song the, that is a uh I was supposed to be making another record and uh that wasn't that, but I was supposed to do this acoustic <laughs> record with my good friend and we just kind of hit an impasse and we hadn't seen each other for a while and it was it was a good it was a good situation but we uh we had a nice conversation after we had decided to cease making the record right and right. uh and he makes this comment he's like man i mean like as we were talking just about personal shit and having a nice conversation he's like i feel like i'm in a in a renaissance i go oh yeah <laughs> and then and then at the end i stood up to grab a guitar and he's like you know you don't need to hug me you know i keep thought i was about to hug him and, I'm like, <laughs> and i pick up the guitar i'm like he's a renaissance man and, it's going and i wrote that and, I, and i'm like asher and then asher comes downstairs and, and we wrote that song and recorded it like in those 10 minutes oh that's awesome and it ended up being just the best beginning of a record because like you said like yeah i have some light stuff but i also have i mean there's a song on there that's about you were never my friend, you know. Like there's, yeah, there's some there's some heavy stuff on there, there too. But but I also disguise that in a silly chorus that's it called "Boys to Men," you know, yeah. like the song. But it's 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 a pretty harsh song for the person that knows who it's about. Otherwise, it's just a thing to listen to. <laughs> so, which of your songs would you summarize the twenty twenty one Rockies with? I don't know what song I could say. I mean, uh, I mean, if you're talking about the taste record, though, I mean, my favorite, the the baseball thing on there is, I mean, do you like all that baseball shit that's at the end of it? I mean, yeah, was that like your? I have my. Did your son yeah, write my, that, or is that was that his pun? Yeah, my son wrote that, and uh, but then also like all that stuff going into it, all that. I was thinking about just ending the record. You know, when you're listening to the to the broadcast on like KOA, like on the radio and it, and it bails and you just hear like the crowd noise. Like, I yep. love that. So I was just going to I was going to do a locked groove on the vinyl part and just have that be the sound, you know. So like if you put the record on and you're hanging out and you just have this crowd noise just going on and on. But I ended up doing that. And then um, I decided to put some ballpark organ stuff in there and i was just it was yeah it was during the pandemic actually and i was just finishing it up and because the record would have come out differently if i hadn't if i would have put it out a little bit earlier but i just mm -hmm. added this extra stuff with this weird little antiquated recorder that i have and right. um and i because i ended up then plugging in videos and stuff from my kids over the audio like the crowd noise but it also has additional crowd noise because we were actually at Coors Field 
and you hear my daughter go, Charlie Blackburn, and like, Charlie Blackburn, and she's really yelling out. But I also added in, we were at Disneyland once, and she goes, uh, I think they're waving at me. I waved at them, and they waved back. And I just thought that was awesome. And I'm kind of deceiving people, I guess, because it seems like they're waving at baseball players. But she was actually waving at Anna and Anna and Elsa <laughs> at Disneyland. But I put all that stuff together. And Hopper had written, or he came up with a song and his melody, I'm also exposing us because, you know, there's only so many real melodies out there and songs, right? And we're just kind of mm -hmm. writing the same song unless you want to sound like jazz and you're from Mars, which is cool too, obviously. But I realized what the song was, like I kept playing the song from the music machine called, um, dun, 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 dun. Uh, I'll think of it later, but it's a music machine song and um, it sounds like ballpark organ. So I entered that right at the end and that's when it stops. And then I go, Hopper, what's that song you wrote? And then I play a song that kind of has a little bit of a similar melody to that. So I'm giving a nod to them at the same time. Yeah, it's, that's cool. I, yeah. I heard that. And I was like, this is, this is fun. Like, yeah, and it's a fun way to end the record. I thought that was cool. It was fun, it. right? Yeah. yeah good good i like that good good yeah um yeah i want to ask two, you yeah i want to ask you about frank turner because me and james are big frank turner fans um i've he's probably one of the guys i've seen the most live never heard of him who is he you, know, that, you guys have a few albums buddies one or two i think you played oh, together maybe, right. maybe not, yeah that know. sounds that sounds familiar <laughs> yeah no he's my good friend i love him yeah, he's how awesome. did you how did you get connected with him? Just because again, like he's he's one of my favorite artists. I met him on a thing that I did. Um, I guess it was two thousand and eight, two thousand ten. Actually, it was the second revival tour, which is a tour that Chuck Reagan from Hot Water Music would do, and he would just have a bunch of different, um, you know, the singers and songwriters from bands, and we just brought acoustic guitars, and everyone would collaborate and you know sing songs. And um, uh, I met him on that tour. And one day he was, and the sets are always different. Again, like there's no ego. You never knew who was going to start the show, who was, but everyone, the whole bit, all six or eight people would start the show. And then you'd play like 15, 20 minutes and you kind of do a changing of the guard and different people play and you go back and forth, come back. And it's like a three hour thing, but. Right. You get to see, you know, uh, Laura Jane Grace from uh, Against Me, you know, and you get to see Corey Brandon, you get to see Frank Turner, and you get to, you know, see me, and you get to see uh, Austin Lucas and Tim Barry and, uh, and Dave Hoffs. I mean, these are all from the three different years that they did it. Anyways, so I'm playing, and I think I'd only known him for a couple of days because I met him in Austin, and then by the time we were in Little Rock, Texas, I mean, Little Rock, Arkansas, yeah. a couple of days later, I was playing and he was in the wings coming on after me. And uh, he must, he liked a song. I was Tyler Hearn relieves DeMarcus. And uh, he, uh, are we four to two right now? We are four to three, four to three. And oh, Cynthia, yeah. Cynthia came into the dugout. Oh yeah. yeah. So anyways, at, as we pass the torch, He's like, we're going to write a song after, after the show tonight. I'm like, okay. 
<laughs> and uh, and then as the song was over, he comes over and, and we, yeah, that's one of the songs that's on that record. And uh, I go, how about Big Rock and Little Rock? And I just, we made Big Rock and Little Rock. We did the best that we could. And it was a song about how it was kind of under promoted and there was like 30 people there. And uh, it was awesome. We had a really good time. And yeah, and that's how that song was. And that's how it started. And then uh, we decided he came to visit. His uh, sister was living in Boulder. So we made a record in a day, wrote a record and recorded it. And then during the pandemic, we did another one. And during that record, I suggested that we make it one every 10 years. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so we're going to do one on a boat in 2030. Oh, you fun. might want to come. It's going to be a great. But he's on a boat, but is at sea, Frank Turner and me. <laughs> a little preview for it. I like that. That's fine. Yeah, right. No, that's cool. That's crazy. You guys did that like after two or three days of knowing each other. That's that's fun. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not hard to write songs, I don't think. So I don't make a big deal out of being able to do it so quickly that doesn't mean that they're the best things in the world you, you just can't like we were talking about you you just can't put too much pressure on yourself and just enjoy yourself and good stuff comes out and i don't know i try not to be too precious about things you know right yeah um, i get that and and there's good stuff that comes out i definitely don't want anything going to wax if it's shitty you know <laughs> but <laughs> you know but if you're always you know creating things um the more you do it the more there is I mean, it's just mm. as simple as that, you know? Right. I definitely have songs that I sit and work on for a long time. I have, you know, one in particular, even right now. And I have to make sure that I'm going to get it. I know who I'm going to play it with. And it's because they've heard it just enough and they love it that they won't be overdoing it and overthinking it as much as I was. And I can help put it in their hands and then take my hands off it and then just sing it. And be surprised you know i never like to tell people what to do that's the difference between yeah sports and music and art you know like i like playing with people that are better than me you know or do or do different things than me right and i like to not tell them what to do sometimes they do exactly what i think what i picture and lots of times they don't i'm like that's excellent let's <laughs> give that a shot i would have never thought of that thank you for helping me you know yeah yeah so frank is one of those friends of mine just yeah. turns out in the time that I met him and all that, he's, he's become a very, very big, very big star. <laughs> and I've just stayed the same, which I'm fine. <laughs> I am fine with it. You know, like that, that is uh, uh, success to me, you know, being able to do what I want to do. Like I couldn't be happier. Yeah. You seem happy. You seem good. Yeah. Um, we let's finish with this. I appreciate your time. Um, of course. You, you asked at the beginning of this to, do you guys need a song? Do you need anything? And oh, yeah. I want to, I want to see if you can come up with whether it's now right off the, right off the dome. Uh, Cause it just seems like you're good at that to create a song for our boy, Dugan Darnell. He was one of our very first interviews. Um, he's from Michigan. He's like, he's like two hours away from me. He just got called up from the Fresno Grizzlies to the Spokane Indians. He's a right-hand pitcher. 
and I think it would be cool to connect the two if you can like give a nice little Dugan Darnell jingle. Yeah, I mean, so I would like normally, so we're on my phone right now, right? Yeah. So I can't use it, but normally I would just hit record and on my phone and I go, Dugan, Dugan Darnell, what the hell? Dugan, Dugan Darnell, what the hell is this? Or, or is he really Christian? Does he not like the hell part? <laughs> I think he'd be fine with it. I think okay. he's okay with that. He's or it could be, Dugan, Dugan Darnell, have you ever heard of Norman Fell? Three's Company was a TV show. <laughs> that's not the best. <laughs> I normally I'll have a guitar too, but yeah. No, that's, that's right. fun. Dugan Darnell. Uh, what's something else about Dugan Darnell? Oh yeah, he's going to the Fresno Grizzly. He's he oh, started yeah. the Fresno Dugan Grizzly. Donnell gonna be a grizzly. Oh well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dugan Donnell gonna be a grizzly. Do tell. Yeah. Do tell. Well, he used to be a this and he used to be a that. You know, like give me all the information and we'll write the song where it goes, <laughs> Dugan Donnell gonna be a grizzly. Do tell. Like it's it's like a three part army. Do tell. <laughs> do, 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 do. Where's he from again? Originally. <laughs> He's from Adrian, Michigan. He was from Adrian, Michigan. Never really heard of him, but I will soon. Dugan Darnell. Dugan Darnell gonna be a grizzly. Do tell. Is that it? Is that good? I'm, yeah, I'm okay that's with a, that's I'll, a, I'll light that up with my image. Yeah, Dugan Darnell gonna be a grizzly. Do tell. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's perfect. I appreciate that. That's fun. Yeah. And then I go into, yeah, he was from Michigan. Go see his face again. It's going to be awesome. I'll get it done. Can you hear me? I'll get, uh, you just have to cut this and send this to me so I don't forget how the song goes. I, I can do all that. I will I'll send be, you some, some extra info too. That'd be fun. Just connecting yeah. the two. Okay. So He's a really cool me, dude. He's so good. you can send me send me this. We can just start from here. I mean, I want to see the whole thing, but I'm I'm serious. Send me this, and I need a basically need a. He's gonna be a okay. And what position does he play? He's a he's a right-handed relief pitcher. Dugan Donnell gonna wait. Did he go to Cornell? Is that what you said? No. So he's from <laughs> Dugan. I'm oh, sorry. Here we go. I got it. Dugan <laughs> Donnell gonna be a grizzly. Do tell. He came from Michigan, right hand to pitch again. <laughs> Dugan, Donnell, gonna go, Grizzly. Yeah, just send me that part. Now I'm remember. I, I will do all of that. I yeah. love it. Actually, I need this stuff before because there was some good stuff earlier too. I mean, none of this is getting cut, so you're gonna good. get all you're of it. You're getting all of it. Good. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, that's how it starts. Just like I said, it's not necessarily the best, but when you get the thing in a couple of days, it's going to be good. It's fun. That's all we're here for. We're here for just fun time. Gonna be a grizzly. Cool. <laughs> hey, well, good for him, man. That's great. Is he your yeah, super he, bud? Uh, we just reached out to him the same kind of way we did to you, and he oh. signed he signed a contract oh. with the Rockies in February, and we just reached out to him. And oh his story is really cool he started as oh, a i'll go back and listen to that oh great yeah. great and he's he's just a humble dude he's really cool um he well, just got called up to the indians um in spokane uh last week i think well he that's basically great. he basically got signed off of um 
just going out. And, I mean, it's kind of a lesser version version of the movie The Rookie, right? With uh, Dennis Quaid, just okay, going out, throw, like just going out and throwing hard, and so he gets signed, and he's a Rocky. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dugan Darnell gonna be a Grizzly. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. All right. I get it. Chris Sherry is a great artist and he's a good friend of mine and he does all the art for uh, a lot of cool bands. But my favorite, one of my, like the band all is one of my favorites. And I've, and it's reinforced more obviously because I'm lucky that they moved here. So I've been so fortunate to see them. But yeah, I mean, if, if my 16 year old self had a MySpace, you're going to see a lot of me at an all show, you know, in like <laughs> 1989, you know, and, and all that. And uh, anyhow, he's awesome. And I've already texted him, oh, this will be part of the video. This will be great. Because <laughs> I, I was talking about, we're going to see, we're going to, fuck, the 9th of September, I'm going to go see the A's and the White Sox. And I'm only saying, fuck, I'm sorry, kids. But it's because I do need to look at my phone to see the menu, to know what I'm doing. But I think it's the ninth. Yeah, because I always try to go to a baseball game, obviously. And uh, I got love for the White Sox. I got love for the A's, too. And I want to go there before the place shuts down, right? Yeah. The Coliseum? The Coliseum's not going to be around long. Right. So before or after that, you just remember this. Just look when the White Sox are playing the A's. September 9th. And a couple days around there. What's his name again? Yeah, it's gonna be that kind of, this is not going on the show, right? I mean, this is just my this is just my production notes for later. We correct. I'll do some editing. I'll do some editing. Yes. No, it's fine. You don't have to you don't have to edit nothing. It's cool, man. It was nice talking to you. Uh, yeah, you I was too, just man. I was just having was a fun. drink at my wife's bar and talking to you guys and uh and the time uh and the team is winning, you know, and the time yeah. that we hung out. Uh I felt good. That's what I like to do. It was and I fun. Got sky, and I got sky high a second ago. When you see me go off camera, <laughs> yeah. I came back a, di I came back a different plenty. dude. Like you, you can put that in the thing. Just be like, came back a different dude. <laughs> Dugan Donnell, do tell. Okay. Whoa. Love you guys. You guys are cool. I appreciate you, John. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. For sure. Later. Later.